Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Wire Music Podcast, the podcast where we explore different musicians and their music throughout history. Today, we're going to learn about the composer, Yoko Kano. Our story actually begins on the 1st of January, 1963, when the first popular anime TV series called Astro Boy, which is obviously the English version of the series, began. Only a few months later, on the 18th of March, 1963, Yoko Kano was born in a city called Sendai, which is on the east coast of Japan. She was born Catholic, and her earliest encounters with music came through her experiences in church. Now, I don't quite know what the Catholic church scene is like in Japan, but if it's like any of the churches that you might find in the UK or Uganda or Greece or Brazil, for example, they'll probably be hearing a lot of singing and Yoko would have learned many melodies and songs from a very young age. She also experimented with writing songs on the piano that her parents owned as well. She continued to learn and experiment and to write music and she entered competitions and won a few too. When she got to university, which was Waseda University in Tokyo, she spent a lot of her time playing in bands and using her talents to help out some of the music students at that university. I don't know about you, but maybe you can point to a point in your life, even if it's nothing to do with music, that really changed how you see the world and how you see yourself. And the same thing happened for Yoko. Remember that I said that Yoko grew up listening to music? Well, actually, her parents would only allow her to listen to classical music, which, if you only listen to classical music, would only give you a narrow idea and a narrow view and a narrow perspective of what music is really like. One day, she heard one of her friends play the drums in school, and for her, everything changed. And this is what she actually said. She said, I thought my friend was a genius. I had heard drums on the radio before, but it was like I had never really noticed them. Then I see drums performed live and was able to experience a beat for the first time. I started to take heavy interest in music that wasn't classical and joined the band Elective. Soon after that, in 1986, she got a job to write the music for a video game called Nobunaga's Ambition. To be honest with you, I hadn't heard of the game either, but it was very, very popular and that game alone has sold over 10 million copies worldwide. Since 1986, that game has evolved. It's actually a type of samurai strategy game, and it's had over 15 different versions of it for different consoles since 1986. But for this game, Yoko had to be very, very creative. You have to remember, this is 1986, and games at that time couldn't handle the sounds that we're used to hearing now. Instead of the incredible music you might hear when you play a video game today, many of these games used 8-bit or chiptune music, which meant they could only handle a few basic sounds at any given time. If you're not familiar with this kind of music, have a listen. This is the actual music that she wrote for Nobunaga's Ambition in 1986. Her involvement in that game was just the start of her career. She got a big break in 1994 in the anime industry when she wrote the music for a show called Macro's Plus. In this soundtrack, 
she used the Israel Philharmonic Orchestra and had songs sung in languages like French, English, and even a made-up language called Zentradi. Through the 1990s, she continued to write for different projects until she started to work on the music for a series called Cowboy Bebop. Like I said before, Yoko started to listen to different kinds of music outside of classical music, and she really became influenced by a style of music called bebop. Just in case you've never heard about bebop before, bebop is a style of jazz music which was developed by African Americans in the late 1930s and early 1940s. People like the pianist Thelonious Monk and trumpeter Dizzy Gillespie, and perhaps most importantly of all, the saxophonist Charlie Parker. Using bebop is an obvious choice, especially considering bebop is in the title of the series. But obviously bebop became really important to her and to make this amazing music that you'll hear on the soundtrack, she created a whole new band called The Seatbelts. Some of the music is really fast, just like some of the bebop music that she listened to and that was being created in the late 1930s and 1940s. The soundtrack for the anime series was released in 1998 and the series itself ran for two years from 1998 to 2000. And interestingly enough, Yoko herself said that she didn't really think that her music could be accepted in America because she's not American and also she's writing using jazz and the blues which are art forms from America and specifically created by African Americans. And that's really something to think about isn't it? thinking about the music that you love and that you might create that comes from a different culture, what does that mean? Does it mean that you should treat this music differently? Does it mean that the people from that culture or cultures shouldn't listen or appreciate your music in the same way? Lots of questions there, but let's move on. In addition to Yoko's movies, video games and TV work, she has also produced albums for artists such as Maya Sakamoto, who is a well-known Japanese singer, and SMAP, who are another popular Japanese band. In 2019, she composed a piece called Ray of Water in celebration of the new emperor of Japan. Ray of Water is a 13 minute long orchestral piece and it's called Ray of Water because the emperor has a passion for water conservation. In 2021, Cowboy Bebop was transformed from an anime series into a live action series on Netflix, which helped to get Yoko's name out there in front of millions and millions of people. I think it's going to be really, really interesting to follow her career over the next few years to see what she comes up with next. So before we go, I have a few questions for you. Question. Question one. Before this episode, could you name any women composers who have composed for TV or film? I'll give you a bit of a clue if you can't think of any. In the first season of this podcast, I interviewed two of them. Question number two. If you could score the music for any film that you love right now, which film would it be? Question number three. Yoko's parents only allowed her to listen to classical music. And so the question I have for you is this. Why do you think they would only let her listen to classical music? Here's a quick fact for you. Tell me something good. In 2018, Yoko was invited to become a member of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, which is more commonly known as the Oscars. 
This organization recognized her contribution to the music industry, and she is only one of a few Japanese musicians who are currently members of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Thank you for listening to this episode. I really, really hope you've enjoyed it and you've learned something new about an amazing composer, Yoko Kano. Make sure you give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Tell a friend, listen to some great music, especially by Yoko Kano this week, and stay safe. Peace. Peace.